Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To God be the glory. Will you shout with me this uh, Easter Sunday? Because it's a Sunday, a day of glory, a day of praise, a day that we have been delivered from the power of death, because of this day Sunday, the day that Jesus rose from the dead, you and I have victory over death. That death has no power over us. Yes, the physical body will pass away, but there is a life that we are going to live forever and ever because Jesus, our God, our Savior, rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. Happy Easter Sunday. To God be the glory. I want to thank you for taking time to join with us again this Sunday. Thank you for making the time to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. He is the only one who has overcome death, who died and he rose again. That is why you and I who believe in him shall live forever, shall live one day. We shall see him in his glory and we shall abide with him forever and ever in his kingdom. Don't you cherish that? Don't you desire to make this day your day as well? Oh, hallelujah. We give God the glory. I, I told you last week that I'm going to be talking specifically or preaching specifically and bringing us a message about some symbolic things that um, we, we see in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. During the three days of his uh, death and his resurrection, there are symbols that speak to us and we, I want us to pick them up and just ask ourselves what they mean uh, to us and how we can be able to learn uh, from that. I want us to just pause, take the scripture reading, and then I will come back again and help us to understand what these other symbols represents in our lives and how we need to open our hearts to God to continue to do his work in us and through us. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Mark chapter 15, the crucifixion of Jesus. These, this is verses 21 to 24. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. The burial of Jesus, verses 42 to 47. It was preparation day. This is the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked him for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph bought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in the tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. Thank you, thank you again. To God be the glory. Yes, we heard that Friday had a symbolic meaning. Saturday had its symbolic meaning. And Sunday, the day of glory, has its symbolic meaning. All that you and I need to realize and what God wants us to do and to strive for is to live every day in a Sunday glory. 
That is what God wants us to be and who he wants us to be. That's what he wants us to do every day in our lives as children of God. Today I want to talk about the symbol of the, that stone that was rolled and used to cover the tomb of Jesus. We are going to look at it in two ways. The stone that was um, used to close the, the tomb and the, the stone that was rolled away is the same stone, but each of them, each of that um, particular situation has its own symbolic meaning that God wants you to experience in your life. Hallelujah. Um, as Mark chapter uh, 15 uh, tells us, I want to read it. Uh, to you. It was preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Jesus uh, to Joseph. So Joseph brought some linen clothes, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen, and then placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of uh, Joseph, saw where he was laid. This is the account of how it happened. Jesus had died, and now his body was still hanging on the, on the cross. And this man called Joseph from Arimathea goes to Pilate and says, please give me his body. I want to go and bury it. And the Bible says that Pilate was himself surprised because in the natural sense or normal sense, the two thieves who were also crucified at the same time as Jesus, they were still hanging there. They hadn't died yet. But Jesus had already taken care of your situation. My death, my sins had already been paid for. And he had died and he was already in glory with his father. So the body that needed to be taken care of, Joseph took this, wrapped it in a linen cloth, yeah, a club that was used in burying dead bodies at that time and went and placed the body in his own tomb that he had carved. For when he dies, and then they will put him in there. Um, so that, is, that, that experience had gone, but something happened after Joseph put the body in there. He rolled this stone. The stone that I mentioned to you last week weighed about two tons, heavy as it was, and place it at the entrance of the tomb and to cover the, 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 the body um, from um, being um, probably eaten by animals, um, but just to preserve the body. Tombs at that time were specifically carved by those that had money in, in, in rocks. And they made it in a very special way so that when they die, that is where their bodies were supposed to be to be laid. They were big enough 
for people to walk in there, have space enough to sit down. And that is why they, when the uh, women came to look for the body of Jesus to anoint him, they looked in there and saw the angel sitting there. But the stone that was used in covering the tomb has some very significant symbolic meaning for us. Think about it in your personal life. Think about it and relate that message of the stone to your personal life. And, and there are all of us have this stone, heavy stones that have spiritual meanings that have been used to cover us and shut us up in a way that we cannot experience God's miracle and God's freedom in our life. First, number one is the stone of impossibilities. This big stone represents the impossibilities that are in our life. We always have come to a place in our life that we think that nothing can ever change about us. We think that we live in our lives where there is never going to be a breakthrough in our lives. We live and we have been taken captive by that spirit, that stone of impossibilities. And our minds, our hearts, our body, soul, and spirit have been taken control of. And we always think that there is no way that we will be able to overcome this situation. Stone of impossibilities. Everything is impossible for you. There is nothing that you ever think about in your own life that you will be able to achieve. But let me encourage you, in that spirit of impossibilities, you also have a God of possibilities. He, he, let me hear an amen for that. Because your God of possibilities is always going to bring a breakthrough in that life that you are in and to release you and, give, and bring you victory. It's not only a stone of impossibilities. It was also a, um, a stone of obstacle. It demonstrated or symbolized obstacles on our path and our way. Barriers that the enemy brings on our way. Obstacles and barriers that prevent us from achieving the goals that we want to. That stone that was used in covering that tomb represent your life's barriers, your life's obstacles, your life's challenges that the enemy is bringing into your life and wanting to destroy to prevent you from growing, from getting out of your, your, your current situation to achieving the glorious blessing that God has for you. I don't know what your barriers are in life, but whatever it is, I want you to see Jesus as having the victory over those barriers, over those obstacles. Whatever the obstacles may be, you can break through them and have victory in Christ because your God broke through them. The stone represents prompt, I mean, it will always lead you to a place of questioning. That stone that was used to cover the stone, uh, to cover the tomb, always represents that period in our lives. That time when we even doubt whether God is alive. That period when we think that there is no meaning in our Christian faith. That throws all these questions in us. It's a, it's represent questions about 
how are we ever going to overcome this particular situation? It's like the, the three women who went to the grave to go and anoint the body of Jesus. They were asking who will ever roll away this stone for us? How are we going to get this big stone that has taken and preventing us, this barrier from, from entering and seeing and fulfilling the thing that God wants us to? Who is going to take care of that? Those barriers, they began to question and wonder how that is going to be broken. You are in the state or you may be in the state of questioning and wondering how your stone is going to be broken. Your stone is going to be rolled away. But brother, sister, let me encourage you. Jesus had already taking care of that problem. He has already solved that problem before you even started experiencing it. He had given you the victory. He had given you the solution. He had given you the place that you can get out of, out of it. Your barriers, God is going to make them to become solutions. Your challenges, God is going to make them to become solid. Your obstacles will become the very things that God will use to bring a breakthrough in your life. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you to know this. There will always be um, storms of impossibilities. There will be storms of, of, of uh, that will serve as obstacles, that will serve as barriers, that will make you question even if God is able to do um, the impossible in your life. Remember, he is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the one that holds the key of life and death in his hand. Whatever he speaks and says is what happens. Therefore, no matter what you, the, your challenge is, it is not bigger than our God. He is able to perform oneness. There will always be a stone of impossibility. There will always be a stone of uh, um, uh, difficulty, stone that the enemy has allowed to take care of your life. But remember that you have Jesus on your side. There will always be storms of confusion that the enemy will sow the seed of confusion in your mind, in your heart. But the Lord who has brought victory. There will be storms that I refer to as familiarity. And your Christian life is, has come to a place where you feel so stagnant that you are not able to glow. Everything seems to be very familiar to you. You seem to know everything. But as you remain on this earth, you continue to grow as a child of God. There will be stones of ignorance in our lives when we have no knowledge of, of who God is at all in, in, our, in our relationship with him. We have no understanding of who he is and how we can surrender to him and yield our lives completely to him and believe him to bring victory even to us. The stone that uh, bring a challenge uh, to our faith will always be there when you are tested by the enemy, when you are tried by the devil, and the devil makes you tend to not believe that God is able even to do things uh, mightily for you. A stone that will challenge your faith 
as, as God challenged Abraham's faith, God can allow these stones to come upon your life. And that stone needs to be broken and rolled away. One person that I know who can roll away that stone, his name is Jesus. The stone of unbelief is something that we most of the time fight with. We tend not to believe in the God of creation, the God of all power. We tend not to be able to believe God enough. Young man, young lady that is listening to me, your situation of singleness is not bigger than what God can do. Because God says that even if men and women fail to worship him, he's able to take stones and command them to become human and let them worship he the living God. So your problem, your, your singleness, your inability to see the right guy, the right lady coming now, does not mean that that problem is bigger than your God. Your God is bigger than that problem. And he can work miracles beyond your own understanding. Would you believe in him? Let that stone of unbelief be broken right now and let the stone of, of uh, restaurant be rolled away and that you will live a life of victory, a life of praise, a life that will honor your God. Stones that represents, represent people in our life who discourage us from growing as children of God. Those stones that represent people, individuals who are fighting various ways. It may be your uh, relationship. That is not godly. That is not Christ-centered. That is not praiseworthy. That is not honoring God. That, that relationship, you need to turn that the, away from it and give your life completely and surrender to him and know that he is able to sustain you and keep you uh, going even in your walk with him. A stones in our life that symbolizes discouragement, despair, frustration of many kinds. Those stones may be bothering you at this point. Stones that completely make you feel that everything in your life is so big that it is very impossible for you to receive a breakthrough. It may be a financial problem. It may be a job issue. Let me assure you that if you will allow Jesus to roll away that stone from your life, you will experience victory beyond measure. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says, For nothing will be impossible with God to do. Nothing that you are facing now is so difficult for God to do. Job 42 and verse 2. I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of you yours can be thwarted. I know, my God, you can do all things. No matter what, you, what it is, as long as you have declared and decided that it should happen, shall happen. And it will happen in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember this, God does not expect us to do what we can't do. But rather, he wants us to leave the things we can't with him. He doesn't want you to dwell on the things that you cannot achieve. God always wants us to rather let him take over. Let him lead. Let him be in charge of the situations that are beyond us. When that happens, we will experience victory. God expects us to do what is right. 
And that is all that he wants you and me to focus our attention to. Focus your mind in doing the things that are right and let God take care of the things that are beyond us. His main purpose is to bring victory. His main purpose is to bring salvation. His main purpose is to bring deliverance in your life. Don't let a stone in your life, that big stone that represents Satan's attack on your life, don't let that prevent you from doing what is right in the presence of God. Remember that the impossible can be possible with God. Amen. Remember that the things that you see as impossible with God coming into it, when he blows his wind of victory into your life, there will always be victory. That, remember that we have victory over death. The biggest thing that has overtaken man and has, has put us under bondage, we have victory because Jesus rose again from the dead. Remember that when the trumpet sounds and all the dead rise, those that believe in Christ shall see him and shall re rejoice and live forever and ever with him. There is a stone that has been rolled and it is a stone that is taking you captive. It has shut you from receiving and achieving the thing that God wants you to achieve. But uh, 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 remember one thing. There is also that stone that was rolled away. No matter what your stone, uh, that, that how big your stone is, it is possible to be rolled away by your God, by your Redeemer, by your Father. He's able to work miracles. That is the Easter story. That stone that needs to be rolled away are the stones of anger, those stones of pain, those stones of disappointment, those stones of fear, all these things that have taken us captive. God says, I want to break you free from it. I want to deliver you from it like he did. In, in, in Exodus chapter 14, verse 15 uh, to 22, we read about God's deliverance for the people of Israel. He had sent his angel and had delivered them from slavery, from Egypt. And he was taking them to a promised land. But the Bible says that as they were going to this land of glory, there was a stone. And that stone that, that was supposed to prevent them from achieving this, this freedom was the Red Sea. The Bible says their enemies were pursuing them and they could see them coming with their chariots. And today you may have seen the, your enemy, the enemy of your life charging at you. And you are wondering, what can I do? There you need to realize that your God is able to roll away every stone. He rolled away that stone of the Red Sea and made it to part into two. And the people of God walked on dry ground. That same God is still your God, your Father, your Redeemer. And he wants to perform that miracle for you. That God who performed and rolled away that stone in the life of the 
people of Israel. It's still that same God who wants to roll away your stone from your life and bring deliverance uh, for you. Remember that story of David and Goliath. Goliath was the stone of freedom for the people of Israel. They were taken captive and in bondage by Goliath. Whenever Goliath came out and spoke, the people of Israel scattered. All these strong army men and women scattered. They ran for their lives and God performed this miracle. I sent him a little boy, a young boy in his teens who knew that his God is able to roll away every stone. No matter how mighty the enemy is, how strong your stone is, there is one who can roll it away. His name is Jesus. First Samuel chapter 17, David goes, said to the, to the Philistine, and from verse 45, you come against me with a sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut you off your head. This very day I will give the, the carcass of... Um, I will give the carcass of the Philistines army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Hallelujah. David said to the Philistines, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the, and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Hallelujah. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord, and he will give all of you into our hands. That is our God. That is the power of Easter. That is the God who is able to roll your stone, your Goliath, that, that giant in your life that is preventing you from experiencing the glory of God. Today, you will experience that, 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 that victory if you surrender to Jesus and give him the first place of your life. If you will always only do that, then you will know that there is indeed a God who is able to do great things. Yes, he brought victory to the people of Israel. Think about the, the walls of Jericho. Israel had crossed the Red Sea, and now they were supposed to enter this land, but here was this uh, a fortress of a wall that was built around 
a city called Jericho. That, that fortress needed to be broken and rolled away in Joshua chapter 6. And God gave one command, not to raise up spears, but just to march in worship and praise and adoration. And that is how he rolled away that stone. There is power in praise. There is power in worship. There is power in lifting the name of the Lord up. If you will do that in your circumstance right now, God will bring the victory. Hallelujah. Think about the chains of, of, of Peter that were used in time Peter and, and, and in prison. Think about how God rolled away that stone and brought deliverance to him. After the resurrection of Jesus, Peter was arrested. He was imprisoned and all persecution rose against the church. And Peter was, and the disciples were, 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 were hiding away from the religious and the political leaders. And when Peter was arrested and imprisoned, they, they, they provided the same guards, lots of guards in the prison, and they chained him. And the, yet God rolled away that, those chains. He broke those chains. When God entered into the prison and visited a Peter, there was deliverance. Whenever you allow God to come into your situation, there will be a breakthrough. The Bible says that the chains of Peter were broken and Peter was led out of the prison. He went to the house where the, the disciples had met and started knocking at the door. And the, the disciples were scared. They thought the uh, Roman authorities had come to arrest them as well. So they sent a young lady, a, a small girl, to go and, and see. When she looked in the, uh, opened the door and saw Peter was there, she ran back and said, it's Peter. They still did not believe. The stone had been rolled, those chains of bondage had been broken, and he was free. And yet they still would not believe. Brethren, I want to encourage you to know that your God, my God, my Father, your Father has power over every forces of darkness. In Acts chapter 12, verse 11 to 17, God brought deliverance. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said. And then he left to another place. To God be the glory. God is working in our lives. And he wants you and me to know that he wants to continue his victory in you and through you. Would you let him would you allow him to have his first place in your life? This Easter, remember one thing. There will be Fridays, there will be Saturdays, but there will always be a Sunday in your life. Remember that there are stones that covers you, that is preventing you from achieving God's destined place of glory for you. Those stones can be rolled away by Jesus. Would you let him roll away your stone? and set you free. In Christ, you will experience the freedom. Would you surrender to him today and allow him to glorify his name in you? Thank you again for spending this time with us. Let me ask you, before I bring my, my um, uh, message to a close today, do you know Jesus? 
Have you experienced this stone rolled away in your life? Or you still experience the other side of it, preventing you, being a barrier, and preventing you from achieving what God wants you to achieve? Bow down under your head and let's pray. I want you to pray and I want you to ask God, I need this stone to be broken. Speak to God right now. Ask him to deliver you, to break that bondage, that yoke. Let him take away the power of darkness from you. Ask him to set you free. If you open up your heart to that, the Lord will come in and your life will never be the same. Father, thank you that we are free in Jesus and you resurrection has given us victory over the powers of darkness. Help us to live daily in a glorious Sunday and never again on a Friday and on a Saturday. To you be the praise Lord now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your dedication to our church and, and, and serving the Lord and giving him your 110 uh, percent. I pray that God will continue to bless you, especially members of our church. Please um, continue to give um, to, to support our ministry. Without your giving, we are not able to do the thing that we are doing. So may you continue to give to support uh, God's work and the Lord will richly bless you now and forevermore. We look forward to worshiping with you again and God's richly bless you. Amen. Amen.